0: welcome to the global australian podcast i'm johanna pittman ceo of advance the global australian network we're the non-profit organization committed to strengthening australia by nurturing a globally connected mindset at home and abroad one of the ways we do this is by shining a spotlight on the impact of extraordinary global australians in this podcast series we meet 25 game changers recognized in the 2023 Global Australian Awards. These remarkable individuals generously share their stories with us, giving us insight into their international career journey, its highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know the inspiring game changers of 2023. In this episode, we meet Anand Buapa, a 2023 game changer in the alumni category. Anan is an internationally renowned human rights leader. He is founder of Proud To Be Us Laos, the country's first LGBTQI rights organisation, and is working to tackle the cultural, legal, and normative barriers facing sexually and gender-diverse communities. In simple terms, how would you describe what you do?
1: So, um... I consider myself as a human rights activist for LGBTQI in Laos. So my work is to uh, to do a political advocacy, policy advocacy with the Lao government in order to integrate um, LGBTQI rights in the national development in the Lao PDR. Um, in my country, it's not very. Um, common to talk about uh, the, the the language of human rights, but I think we are getting there since we receive um, international support, and I think we have uh, ratified so many conventions. So my role is to um, to introduce the international framework. Um, to my government in regards to LGBTQI rights, um, in order to push for um, diversity and inclusion, inclusive development, and hopefully um, to uh, to advocate for the anti discrimination policy in the future. So it is um, what we are doing. So it's pretty much like building a good relationship with government and, and, and increase understanding, uh, correct awareness to public and the government because sometimes they're not aware uh, of um, the subject of LGBTQI rights, why it matters why we need to to work on this issue, because it's still very new uh, in Laos. Yes, that's pretty much um, uh, what I do.
0: And if we go back to when, let's say, you were in high school, what was was your ambition at that point? What did you think you might want to go into? And did you ever think it might be as a human rights activist?
1: Back then, um, I didn't really think uh, much about uh, working on this field at all um, until I joined the the volunteer program, the HIV AIDS prevention volunteer project. And of course, I also lost uh, some friends because of HIV AIDS in the past, and that's also motivated me to work on this field. So my original background um, was HIV AIDS prevention. Um, so I work a lot on um, HIV AIDS prevention, um, increasing awareness among most at risk group, uh, key populations. Until 2012, then I shifted to, to human rights because um, it's not just HIV AIDS, but it's so much more than that. It's about how we can speak out for unheard voices, how we can help other people who, whose voice is not heard. So yeah, this is a big motivation for me to, to engage in this field.
0: In your current work in political advocacy and liaising with the government on these issues, what are some of the day-to-day challenges that you face? And what have been some of the highlights?
1: Um, I think the key issues in this um, work is that many people, even um, general public, Still believe that being LGBTQI is a Western influence. Uh, they think some, especially the older generation, they they like to think that if you, um, you know, if you watch too much um, Western film, then it will influence you to be to be LGBTQI. This kind of notion still still. Um, lies in the society. So it is a very difficult um, point. But I think due to the technology, the social media, um, people uh, begin to understand. And my another challenge is to to convince my government partners to understand why we need to work on this and how this issue link with the holistic Comprehensive development of the nation, because if you don't work with them, at the end of the day, you will be helping them and spend tons of money um, clearing the mess. You know, like the HIV/AIDS uh, in the past. I remember that the last decade, fifteen years ago, um, government of Laos was very um, was hesitating. Um, to, to work with men who have sex with men. Um, um, they didn't call it uh, LGBT, but they said MSM population. So um, yeah, so I think uh, my government made a right decision by working with um, MSM and transgender women um, to reduce HIV AIDS. Otherwise, it, it will be a very complicated um, problem if we don't engage with marginalized population and yeah and like i said it's not just hiv but human rights employment economic development and and so many issues we need to to work hand in hand in solidarity with with everyone
0: absolutely tell us about your period of studying in australia and your engagement with australia and can you think about how that changed your thinking or shaped your thinking in any way
1: yeah first of all um australia is a very close partner um well with myself and including my organization proud to be as laos and and australia is the only Um, government, Australian is the only government in Laos to have an open political and human rights dialogue with the government of Laos. So um, when I was on the Australia Award Fellowship um, I also got opportunity to meet with key uh, human rights activists and many of them, many of whom uh, I still keep in touch with. So um, I remember that uh, professor from Monash University also helped us draft the uh, Universal Human Rights uh, Periodic Review Report, uh, that helped us a lot to raise this issue internationally. And when I return, um, I also engage with um, uh, many. Um, Officers at the Australian Embassy, especially um, finding the way to to leverage um, advocacy uh, efforts with the Lao government, uh, and also whenever uh, Australia have um, VIP visitors, um, they're, also, they're always uh, invited me to meet. For example, with uh, the former Minister of Foreign Affairs, uh, Maurice Payne, and and Ambassador of uh, Gender, um, and Women and Girls, and so many visitors. I feel like um, um, I'm a part of the family, part of the fight. And most recently, I also uh, got the support from Um, DFAT to attend the Sydney World Pride in last March. It was my first time and amazing experience. Uh, I met so many uh, Aussie friends and uh, like um, Anna, uh, a key activist in Australia Equality Organization and yeah and met many friends at DFAT in canberra so i I got a big welcome so thanks to australia um so it's not just a fellowship that i received but it's just uh, i feel like is a lifelong friendship that i had
0: well absolutely and continuing that that you are recognized as a game changer for what you're doing in the true sense of the word and changing, having a huge impact in your society and and neighbouring countries, what does it mean to you to be recognised in these Global Australian Awards?
1: It means so much to me and because um, it's not easy to be recognised by An organization, organizational level outside of your country. So I think that um, what we do, what I lead, is heard and is an incredible um, honor. Yeah, there are there are no words to describe um, how much I'm impressed because Australia is also (laughs) one of the leading um country in the world and i'm recognized by that so <laughs> it's it's an absolute honor yeah that i like to share with so many um friends and colleagues and i can't wait to to share this great news when it's official, uh, officially released <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic well it's not long now um i'm sure you have a lot of young people look up to you and look up to what you've been able to do and the sort of career that you've built. Um, What advice do you give to young people starting out their career, particularly those that are either LGBTIQ or themselves or are wanting to work in the human rights space?
1: I think, first of all, you have to listen to your heart what you want to, to do, that's, that's number one. And, and then follow your passion. There is no right and wrong to, to, to do what you want, especially something that benefits others, something that, that help others. I think there's no principle, there's no guideline. You just do what you feel as long as it, it, it doesn't cause any harm to others. But if you feel like it benefits other, it helps other, you just do um, what you can. And I think um, I speak for my context because in, in Laos is quite particular. I, I think um, building relationship and trust and and work in solidarity is very important, especially those who live in difficult um, circumstances, political, politically, culturally, and religious, religiously. I, I think that um, it is a very important uh, component that we have to to think about, and also, yeah, I think uh, just. Just do, just do it, just do what you your heart and feeling tells you, because a lot of people think that I'm not good at this, this is not my my academic background. I should not work on this. Uh, this is not what I study before. I think that like myself, um, I started to 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 work as a volunteer on HIV/ AIDS, and now I work on human rights. Uh, policy advocacy, so it's not what I started, but it's it's what I want to do for, for change.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. For more inspiring stories of global Australian game changers, please go to our website, advance.org.